back in the old days. I'm talking six months ago. We were stuck in a cultural conundrum. We worked on the same floor and rarely asked each other, where'd you grow up? We shared the same neighborhood without stopping for a casual conversation. We lived in the same house and didn't know why we were hurting. We knew about each other without knowing each other. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. The challenge we're facing now is exposing the problem we've always had. Physical proximity doesn't necessarily mean personally close. Emotional distancing started long before social distancing. The sad thing is, it was never mandatory. We opted in voluntarily. We have a priceless opportunity to reconcile that disconnect, to savor what we've deprived ourselves of for so long. Human connection. Let's use this COVID-19 forced separation as our inspiration. Now is the time to close the gap and get close. The challenge has been there's too many people isolated and alone in our workplace, neighborhoods, and homes. Personally and collectively, there's tremendous value in being close and having strong relationships. In the workplace, teams that are close and have strong cultural and personal bonds outperform teams that are disconnected. Integrated beats disintegrated. So how do we get here? What's been our journey to now? Long before social distancing, we adopted programming. Here are a couple examples. Over the years, I've had conversations with male leaders. Yes, I said male leaders because I can't recall a female leader ever making this statement. It sounds like this. I don't bring my personal life to work. When I'm here, I'm all about the work. I used to think that was so cool, very masculine. I even tried to emulate it. Then, over time, I recognized the issue. We're trying to literally separate ourselves as if we can segment uh, ourselves into personal and professional parts. I've always wondered where to draw that line. Where on my body do I, do I draw the div- the dividing line between my, oh, this is my personal side. Oh, this is my professional side. That's problematic and it's unhealthy. We're trying to bend reality and leave part of ourselves behind. Wherever we go, there we are. All of us, whether we like it or not. Ultimately, this programming belief and behavior leaves us distant 
and isolated from others and ourselves. Here's another piece of programming I've heard over the years. Matter of fact, I've heard it so often that I even thought to myself, yes, that's what I'm going to do. It sounds like this. I'm working hard so my kids can have it better than me. Really? I mean, has anyone ever sat their kids down and asked them about this? Do kids actually want fathers and mothers to work long hours away from home so that they can have the material things that their parents never had? No. No one's ever asked their kids about this because if they did, they would hear the truth that their children would rather have less stuff and more them. This phrase is a clever disguise for the real truth that sounds like, I'm working so long and hard because it makes me feel better about myself. It makes me feel like I'm successful and enough. Again, this false programming ultimately ensures that we end up lonely, even with lots of stuff. So the reality we're getting to is work and life are personal. We need to make it personal. That means we need to create and foster close relationships. And ironically, our experience called social distancing might be the perfect recipe for reversing the trend and really getting close again. Here's what we've seen going on in the workplace. Early on in the switch to remote work, it was common to hear a manager tell us, with everyone working from home, we're making sure to over-communicate. I'd pause for a moment and then ask, hmm, rather than over-communicating, could it be that you're appropriately communicating? Ah, they get it. For the first time in years, we have managers and leaders making regular and conscious efforts to connect with their team individually and collectively. It's paying off. Recently, I had a conversation with a client. He's a C-level executive. He talked about a meeting he had with a colleague in Australia. So prior to COVID, these were typically phone meetings. Because of COVID, like so many of us, they decided to switch to video. So while using video conferencing technology, he noticed pictures on the wall behind his colleague. These were photos of his family and kids. He asked about them. The guy stood up, took his computer over to the photos, and began telling my client about his family. Those pictures led to new conversations, personal interactions, not about work. And the conversation impacted their personal dynamic. My client said, it changed everything. We didn't hang up the same. So let's talk about some ways to close the gap with people that matter to us personally and professionally. First, be present. Gandhi said, there's much more to life 
than increasing its speed. We tend to be the culture focused on efficiency rather than effectiveness. It's imperative that we work and live at a pace that allows us to be present and in the moment with people. It's impossible to be present and everywhere at the same time. Start by clearing some space on your calendar. Make a conscious effort to be present more often with your coworkers, your direct reports, your children, spouse, and with yourself. The difference between nowhere and now here is one letter moves one space, and it makes a world of difference. Second, build rapport. So rapport is the foundation that meaningful relationships are built upon. It takes no skill to notice the differences in others. Gender, generational, and racial differences are most of the time obvious. And it requires skill to uncover how we are similar to one another. Be curious. Take random moments and ask questions about the people you work with until you find a point of commonality. And it won't take long because in reality, we're all more alike than different. Third, listen. True listening isn't passive. It's actually athletic. It takes concentration and focus. It requires blocking out distractions, paying attention, and asking probing questions that help you gain insight and understanding into others. Physically resist the urge to jump to conclusions. Wayne Dyer wrote, as ironic as it may sound, we're far more inspiring to others when we're willing to listen than when we're giving them advice. You remember the movie Saving Private Ryan? We're going back a few years here. Most people recall the shockingly long, realistic, and gory opening scene of the D-Day invasion. I was mesmerized with the relationships within the group of men that were sent to find Private Ryan. Their leader was Captain John H. Miller. He was played by Tom Hanks. And while Miller tried to keep his private life at a distance, separate from his platoon, they ached to know more about him. Then there's this scene where Captain Miller needs to break the tension and potential dissension of some of his men. He begins to open up about who he is. He's more than a captain and leader. He's from a small town in Pennsylvania, a school teacher who teaches English composition, a baseball coach, a husband with dreams of returning home. And he's concerned about how he'll be able to explain what he saw and experienced in war. His men lock in on him as he shares this part of himself. Individually and collectively, this group draws closer as a result of being invited into the story of their leader. People want to connect on a human level. People need to connect on a human level.
it's risky, and it's scary. Yet in order to create a meaningful and engaged workplace, we must be willing to close the gap. Whether you're an army captain, entrepreneur, corporate leader, parent, friend, people want to connect with you, all of you. Invest the time to get to know others and let them know you. Start by sharing things about yourself that others might not know. Be present, build rapport, and listen. Distance doesn't have to mean distant. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives. Mm-hmm.